Welcome to the Noble 8 Podcast, Ape Reality. I'm Tom Barbelay, and this evening I was going to talk about the San Diego State University Education Technology class that is using Noble Ape, and I was going to do that exclusively. However, I have to apologise that I'm not going to do that exclusively, because obviously the Google issue requires some editorialization currently. I have a page on the Noble Ape site which deals with the information that I'm receiving and the information that I've gleaned about what is going on with Google and the Noble Ape site. None of this information comes from Google. There are people at Google who who use Noble Ape, I know this for a fact, and I have a view of no tolerance with regards to any enterprise that will delay or in some way interfere with my development of Noble Ape or my work with Biota. I've come to this view really in the past year following 12 years worth of occasional nonsense associated with these kind of things. I have a history with regards to this kind of nonsense going on and I have absolutely no time for any of it. I think what's happened here is that there are a few folk at Google that have decided that they're going to implement a particular analysis and removal tool, and Google doesn't want to take any responsibility for the effects that this tool has. The editorialization that you'll find on the Noble 8 page with the audio link through to Jason Calacanis in Twit 121 indicates quite clearly that there is an in-crowd of people who are in the know who don't have to deal with this because they contact the specific folks at Google, and then there's the rest of us. Google responded very quickly to reinstate people who they felt had been, you know, caught in the dragnet unfairly. The page rank thing, you mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I dealt with, you know, a bunch of people who asked me, like, hey, can you forward me on to somebody at Google, which right. I did as a favor. And, you know, not that I have any influence, I just happened to have a contact or two who I said, hey, this person's a good person. I'd like to thank the six people who have dug the page associated with this on the Noble Ape site so far. It represents about 10% of the general listener base of the Ape Reality podcast. If you maintain a web page, imagine what it's like to have Google delist that web page. That's all I really have to say with regards to this. Please go through to the page, keep up tabs on what's going on with regards to this issue. And please, if you have a dig account, dig the page related. As I say, I have absolutely no tolerance for any enterprise that wants to waste my time with regards to Noble Ape and Biota development. The whole situation is ridiculous. With regards to the previous podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about ApeScript, and we're now into the normal Ape Reality podcast, as opposed to the angry and somewhat frustrated past two days worth rant. In the previous podcast, I talked a little bit about ApeScript, and I'd like to say that what occurred to me through doing that podcast, and particularly after I'd finished mixing the podcast, was that ApeScript should be a removable component which is similar in some regard to the graphics components of the simulation. So my thinking is that I should provide an interface through to the variables in the simulation, which is currently the interface that ApeScript abuts onto in terms of communicating with the simulation core. And this interface should be available for Python, Java, you name it, C++, all these kind of possible users of the simulation core should have the same interface. That way ApeScript is removable analogous to the graphics. And we get to a similar state with what John Klein was talking about with Brevet, the removal of Steve in Brevet and the replacement of Python. My hope is with the solid core of the simulation isolated in library form, it'll be easier to do a Python integration than the experience Jonathan Klein had, but time will tell. I just wanted to add that ApeScript will be optional and the interface between ApeScript and the simulation core will be accessible for third-party developers that want to just use the simulation core without ApeScript. San Diego State University. In contrast to the situation with regards to Google, 
Google and a day prior, I was greeted with great joy. I've got to send a shout out to Corinne and Eric and the lecturer Bernie Dodge, who put out an assignment that utilizes the Noble 8 simulation. In fact, Corinne and Eric are currently developing a testing interface for the Noble 8 simulation, it appears like. They want to get something, and here I would advise them to take, for example, the location of the apes, because that's probably the easiest thing for them to access, and see what happens over time if you move an ape just a little bit. Run the simulation with the apes all in one position, and then move a single ape and see what happens. I think that's probably what they're looking at, but I think the cognitive simulation and the cognitive simulation with regards to location is probably the best way to do that. It's wonderful to have San Diego State University using the Noble Ape simulation, and I've added them very proudly to the list of users. I was contacted a few years back by a fellow who I thought was at San Diego State University, and then the more I think about it, it was probably UC San Diego. However, my initial thought was, is this person the same person who is setting the assignment as this Bernie Dodge? Obviously, Bernie Dodge wasn't the fellow that I was corresponding with. There's still a mysterious UCSD cognitive AI researcher who used Noble 8 four years ago who has kind of fallen through the ether. I'm feeling the same way with regards to the fellow who was at Google, formerly at Apple, who was a Noble 8 simulation user, because I need to track him down too. The final point I wanted to make was with regards to making contact. And I don't want to seem, I mean, I've obviously I've been a little bit abrasive in this podcast, and I don't want folks to assume that this is the nature of the communication that you'll have with me when you make contact. I would like to say, however, that probably the best way to make contact initially is with regards to questions or issues associated with the Noble Ape development or through the various Noble Ape and Biota Facebook groups. That's a great way of getting in contact initially. I notice a number of faces on the Facebook group that I need to scratch my head about how they were originally or somehow connected with the Noble Ape development. So it's wonderful to get people kind of into the Facebook group. I was contacted recently by a fellow who just seemed to have no connection and was sending me single line emails and really the more email initially the better. I've got a reference here people like Malik Qtash and Rudolf in the Netherlands who sent me long emails initially and I always like receiving those. I don't know. There's probably some critical length somewhere between one paragraph and 50 paragraphs but I think if you want to get in contact feel free to. I love receiving contact but there are some ways that are probably better getting in contact with me than others. The other thing I like to say is that I don't typically do more than three email interchanges in a row. I tend to keep things relatively brief with regards to that just through the way I use email. What I have done, and I've done this with Rudolph and Melak in particular, is I will put email aside and answer them on the weekend and things like that if they're particularly long and detailed, or even better, editorialise them in an ape reality podcast. If you send an email to me, it may be editorialised in this podcast. I don't know whether I need to include a warning with regards to that, but that's certainly a possibility. So, for this podcast, if you haven't dug the Google issue on the Noble Ape site, please go to noble8.com. You'll see the link immediately at the top. I'm doing some rework at the site to try and understand what the issue is that Google may be having. So when they finally do get in contact, the site will be to their liking, whatever that may be, still to be established. However, please, please, please dig the related issue. And if you have a blog or a podcast or some means of editorializing the situation and, well, if you have a web page, imagine what it would be like for Google to delist that web page and imagine the effect that that would have to lose 60% of the search traffic just instantly for no apparent reason. I think this needs to be covered and I don't see it currently being covered in the tech media. The twit link indicates to why. You get to hear Calacanis in his own words say how he solved the situation for a few of the people that knew him and that made it acceptable for all clearly. If you want to get in contact Tom at NobleApe.com. The week of exciting Noble Ape development is coming up next week. It's amazing all these things that come up prior. I suspect probably that Google will get in contact with me sometime next week. So maybe I'll stay off email next week and just record podcasts. I'm really looking forward to that. My primary desire over that period of time obviously is to write the first chapter
chapter of the second book. However, I'll probably be doing some Node Lake development, probably some email correspondence, and no doubt maybe even record a podcast or two. I may record a podcast on Friday, actually, just as a recap of what has been achieved through the week. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. Look forward to you tuning into the next podcast.